Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. My motivational quote for today is by Leonardo da Vinci. I think we all know who he is. And it says, Why does the eye see a thing more clearly in dreams than the imagination when awake? Are your dreams vivid or vague? Do you remember the details or just the feeling that sticks with you from the dream when you wake up? We've heard that everyone dreams. Is that really true? And would remembering the dream be of interest to the awake you. Today my guest, John Pellegrino, who is a gifted who is gifted in the interpretation of dreams, is going to share his insights to the magical experience of dreaming and help us decode some messages in our dreams. Defining what dreams mean can vary with individuals because we all have a unique reference point. Perspectives are influenced by background, culture, environment, desires, weaknesses, strengths, and of course context. John subscribes to the thought that the, the, that the only one who may have the best insight for interpretation is you. It's your dream. Put on your nightcaps, but don't go to sleep as we explore this extreme, extreme intriguing, I can't speak today, subconscious conversations with ourselves. Welcome, John. Thank you so much for being on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. You know, we I had your sister on, Marianne Pellegrino, um, a few weeks ago, and I was telling you this before we began recording, and she and I just hit it off like two peas in a pod, and we started talking about, you know, you guys when you were children, and, you know, her gift of being very intuitive and seeing things, and then coming home, and your mom being very supportive of, like, that realm, right, where most moms would say, no, you didn't see that. And your mom kind of encouraged you guys to dig into that intuitiveness that clearly you were born with, and you just happened to have the gift with this dreams. So how did you begin this path of dream interpretation from when, you know, I think it was from when you were a kid, correct? Yes, yeah, so a couple of things, a couple of events really stand out. One is when I was in the high school wrestling team, um, I had trouble making weight. I had to go from 122 to 112, and I was already skinny, so losing 10 pounds was just huge effort. And I could do it, but after I weighed in and made my weight, when it came time to wrestle, I had absolutely no energy. I was zapped. And I shared that with my mom. I said, you know, I've got a real problem here. I don't know what to do. And, of course, every parent's answer is don't lose weight, just wrestle where you're at. But everybody, the guys were so much bigger, they were mopping my face on the mat, so I thought I'd lose some weight. Anyway... She gave me a tape on self-hypnosis, which I took advantage of, and uh, the result, you know, was that I learned that there's a part of me, an unconscious part, a subconscious part, that really can motivate me and, and, and uh, help me understand to change my behavior. So when I went to that wrestling match after I'd done the self-hypnosis tape, I turned into a, a bolt of lightning, and I didn't understand it. But I thought even through that auto-suggestion, that was enough to pick my interest that there's more to me than my physical body. The other event that happened was um, I had a dream, and I was in my 20s, and I was with some friends, and I was having so much fun. I was in a place that was so relaxing and enjoyable. Um, 
we were having good snacks and food, and, and, and it was just, just an absolute blast. When I woke up, and I remember in the dream looking at the clock, and it said a quarter to 12, and when I woke up, what was fascinating about the dream is I didn't know who those people were. And what, what really was incongruent for me at the time was that how could you be so comfortable with people you had no idea who they are and in the location you have no idea where you were. It, was, it just fascinated me. I couldn't understand it. Well, a year later after that dream, my mother threw out a little tidbit and said, you know, if you're really young, why don't you go backpack through Europe while, you know, you have the opportunity to, the time and the resources. And I thought, wow, I could care less about backpacking through Europe. There's nothing there. I've got all my friends here. I can go sailing here in Tampa Bay. I, there's no reason to go to Europe. I have no, absolutely no reason, no interest at all. Well, wouldn't you know that in college, I took a water safety course, and the professor was always happy. It was absolutely amazing. He was so excited. And I said to him, I said, what drug are you on? I'd love to be on that drug. <laughs> and, you know, if you're, if, you're in a, if you're in a huge swimming pool arena, like it's called a natatorium, I think, his voice just bellowed and echoed. It was just so resonating. I said, i got to get to know this guy better. So I asked him that question. He said, come to my office. I went to his office. He had a little hole in the wall. The office was probably 10 feet by 10 feet, but every single wall is plastered with posters of the out. And he wow. said, this is, why, this is why I'm so excited. He says, I can get you here in a campsite for three months free for $480, a flight from New York City and back to these Alps in Switzerland. I always take a group of students every year. And I thought, wow, that's fascinating. He's doing this, and my mom actually made that suggestion. So I decided, wow. to, I decided to, uh, to do it. So I flew, I flew to Europe by myself and backpacked through the Alps and, of course, Germany and a little bit of Spain and some other places. But... In the course of the events, I ended up meeting some friends that were Americans. And if you're overseas and you meet Americans, I mean, you have that commonality, you really hit it off. And so we had a really good time, and then, uh, you know, we went our separate ways, but we made an agreement that the day before our flights leave back for the States, we would get together again and have a little celebration. And so uh, that time arrived, and we're having our little celebration. I'm in a, in a nice room in a nice hotel with my friends, and we're all some nice snacks and laughing and carrying on and then all of a sudden my eyes glanced to the clock and it says a quarter to 12. No. And I got a rush over <laughs> me. I felt as if all the cells in my body were just levitating. And it was such a monster deja vu realization that that was the reason I had the dream. And after I looked at the clock, then I looked at the people differently. I looked at them and I go, oh, there you are, and that's your name. Oh, there you are, and that's your name. So that was the beginning of me taking this a lot more serious. Unbelievable. Okay, now first I have a question. How old were you with the wrestling when your mom recommended the self-hypnosis tapes? Uh, about 16. See, your mom, I have to tell you, you know, Marianne shared how responsive your mom was when she would come home with these weird experiences, you know, a child's weird experiences, and, or out of, an, out of the ordinary experiences. And here she gave you a self-hypnosis. Like, what mom does that? So kudos that your mom really was ahead of her time. 
you know, you're a little bit older than me. So this had to be in the 60s, early 70s when your mom did that? 70s. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, like 72, 73, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Think about that. Your mom was truly ahead of her time. Also, what a gift that you had this premonition, you know, a year before, just how bizarre. And I could see where you were like, all right, there's something going on. I, like, I have to investigate this because the curiosity, I would have been off the chart. That's just beyond, that's beyond cool. So see, our subconscious really does see things or guides us if we're open to listening. And clearly you're open to listening, so that's awesome. Now, yeah. right, my, next, my next question, John. Just so everybody gets gets some um, perspective of, of who you are. Like, you're a normal guy. You work full-time as a pharmaceutical uh, sales rep, right? Mm-hmm. Do you share this skill with just family and friends or, and on the show, of course, but do you, you don't share it at work? Like, would they think you were a wackadoo? You know what? I, I think over the years that I've been doing this uh, through magic, I have been able to associate with certain people. You would hear comments and go, "Oh, they're open." You know what I mean? It's yes. kind of like it's kind of like a force brought us together. So yes. there are individuals that I know I can trust, and I know they can trust me. But there's individuals that you know it's nothing for them to go to India to study meditation. They'll take life mastery classes. Um, the majority of pharmaceutical reps love to learn. Um, yes. Some some teach yoga. Um, but yeah, there are a select few that I definitely share uh, my thoughts with. You know, it, it, it's very interesting because you know we were speaking before the show, and when I teach my my business, I teach companies, employees, Salesforce, how to communicate more effectively with their customer. To me, that's the definition of sales, right? If we could communicate clearly, um, revenue goes up because we're mm-hmm. we're providing the right thing that the client actually needs. You know, instead of pushing uh, a right. sale, I'm not about pushing product or services, et cetera. So, you know, when one of the things I always talk about is your energy, you know, that people, customers or clients feel if you're afraid or feel if you're unsure and, and your positive energy could be really contagious. So when I, when I talk about that energy flow from human to human during lunch, some people will bring their lunch into the room and, you know, we take a half hour for lunch. So, and then they say, can we talk? You know, I never say no, even though you're pooped, right, for teaching. And I would go, sure, sure. And they'll say, you know, do you believe in the secret and and what books have you read? And and they're very open to it, which is, again, in the corporate environment, I'm I'm cautious because you don't want to freak people out and think, well, she's a wacko, you know, that she believes in the universe and source and all that. So um, I get, I get what you're saying, but I do believe, you know what I mean, but you do believe, I do believe that people resonate and seek like-minded people and say, well, what are your thoughts on this? And, you know, I read this book, have you read it? And I love sharing because, you know, I'm a lifelong learner as well. You know, I, I think that's so cool that some people resonate at work because we're at work a lot of the time and we do have our work friends. So it's nice that you can, you know, share that, those experiences. Do you find um, through your research and, and just kind of drilling down and, and pursuing this topic, are there any typical symbols or messages through dreams that you see or experience either for yourself or others that kind of are common or happen regularly? Well, I think over the years, uh, there are themes, T-H-E-M-E-S, themes, 
some themes are uh, evolve around you know work. There was a time in my life where I was working construction, so I had a lot of construction dreams, that kind of thing. But more recently, uh, bridges have been showing up, cafes, buffets, uh, waves in the ocean. Uh, they've hmm. been showing up quite a bit. And why do you think that is? Well, bridges bridges are very symbolic for me for crossing over to the other side. I'll explain a little bit about that later. Uh, but cafes mean gathering information because I'm sitting around, hanging out, talking to people. Uh, buffets mean that I have a lot of choices. Mm. Uh, waves mean that I have good energy coming. For example, I dreamt that I was surfing a, a wave that was 10 stories high and it crashed on the shore and it threw me over a city, and I just kept flying over the city. I don't even know if I landed or not. I just kept flying over the city. And about a couple of a couple of weeks later, I ended up winning a national award, national sales award, and that was wow. me, you know, reaching the top. Uh, getting back to bridges, though, bridges, um, very, very high, high bridges, and crossing over, I mean, it, a lot of times I just think it's crossing over the other side because to me, when we go to sleep at night, we're basically saying, I'm checking out, you know. Right, uh, right. You can, you can call it an artificial death. I mean, it's like the sun goes away every every day. We don't know where it goes. It just disappears. Well, we, we go away every day. We just disappear. So it's, it's to me, it's, it's building my spiritual muscle to know that, that I am of, a, of another consciousness and I'm going there. And that, to me, that's the bridge symbolizing that. So you, so when you dream about the bridge, it's really just giving giving over to your subconscious and kind of giving it the power to do what it needs to do. Did I understand that correctly? Exactly, exactly. That's one way. Another way is I am sometimes crossing bridges with other people. We're all we're all going over bridges together, and it could and be, it, you know, it could be very symbolic of crossing over to higher understanding. But when you go with other people, what do you think the meaning is with that? We're not alone. I'm not alone. My my seeking to learn and to understand life and my mission is, is, is similar to others. I'm not alone. A conversation, you and I talking, who knows? You and I may have met on a dream level somewhere and have already had this conversation at a cafe before. Yeah, it's it, it really is all connected, which is kind of remarkable but when you have, like, your experience when you were backpacking, you know, through the Alps and that you, you, the American, you know, all you Americans got together in the hotel room, you know, that deja vu, right? Isn't that what we call that deja vu? Like, wait, I've done this before. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you think our subconscious sees the future? I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that was the future, right? It was a year later from the door, a, year, a couple of years later. Well, it's interesting in, in some of the studies that I've, I've, uh... I've explored, you know, there is no time. So the future is now, the past is now, the now is now, there's only now. It's just that with our physical mind, it works linear, in a linear way. Right. And, and spirituality, higher consciousness is nonlinear. So everything's accessible right now. That's, so, that's just so cool to think about for me. And really, really, we don't know how to tap into our subconscious. You know, we'll take a break. I just want to say one more thing. You mentioned um, meditation and self-hypnosis before. More and more, um, as you read, um, I like to read about successful people. What are their habits? Because I think if we can form good habits, you duplicate others' good habits. 
um, that resonate with you or that will work in your lifestyle, that only good things can happen, right? Because these people yeah. are successful for a reason. Clearly, that habit, I, I think, um, help formulate whatever that path is. And when, when I've been reading about different people, a lot of them have started meditation, self-hypnosis, and really that quieting of the mind and living in the now. And I, I think to an extent of opening that subconscious because really our subconscious knows where we should be going. We, we close it off, I, I think because you said we think linear, linearly, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but in that linear fashion that we go from point A to point B and to give up that control to the subconscious I think is hard for most people. Oh, definitely. It's because of our, what's called domestication yeah. and conditioning. We, we are definitely programmed, um, you know, through education and, and everything to, if you can't see it, you can't believe it kind of thing. So it just, mm -hmm. it just so cool, so cool. All right, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then when we come back, um, I'm really curious to hear more examples of how your dreams have guided you to change course maybe through your life so you gave us some example with the bridges the cafes but how have those example the dreams um like the backpacking you had that dream that really wasn't the the catalyst your mom and then this professor kind of said yeah yeah there's something going on here i have to pursue it so i'm just curious to see other decisions you've made based on dreams you know especially if you you've kind of become more aware that these dreams have quite a bit of power so when we come back we'll talk about that okay Good. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman, contain that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back. We are speaking with John Pellegrino, and we are talking about what are our dreams really telling us. So for you, can you give us some examples that, of the dreams and how they've guided you or helped you change course in your life? Uh, there was a time about 15 years ago I wanted to move to another city. I was living in Jacksonville, Florida. I just wanted to get out. And, uh, of course, that involved changing jobs. Uh, to move, and so um, it was on my mind quite a bit, and I had a dream that I was flying over a bridge over the St. John's River, and I had chains attached to my feet, and I'm probably several hundred feet above the river. I kept wanting to fly higher and higher, and the chains kept holding me back on my feet, and finally, I got to book, uh, break the chains, uh, and they, they fell down into the water, and I kept flying over land, and I came to another large body of water, and it had a couple of beautiful, beautiful sailboats with huge white sails. The sails were so high that um, they, they would touch the cloud, and it felt great to fly. 
a couple of days later, I had to work at a medical conference, and um, I noticed that the company that had a booth across from my booth had a poster, and it was of a couple of sailboats with very large white sails. And the title of their poster said, Breathe Easy, because they were selling, selling an inhaler for, uh, for uh, COPD, which is uh, pulmonary disease. I walked up to the other uh, sales reps at the booth across from mine and said, hey, you know, uh, it's good to see you guys. And, and I just couldn't take my eyes off that poster. And they said, you really like that poster? I said, yeah, it's really intriguing to me. And they go, why don't you take one? We have a bunch of them. We're giving them away. So that's cool. And, and uh, through small talk, I found out that they had an opening in, the, in a town that had a lake, a big, big lake. And I thought, well, shoot, I just had a dream of flying over another body of water. Um, let, me, let me explore this. And so, um, as it turns out, I did find a home um, on a lake that, you know, of course, sailboats are on the lake. And uh, it turns out I was able to get an interview and get the job. I ended up moving. But it was that connection. If I hadn't had the dream, I would have not have recognized the sailboats in the poster to recognize them, to recognize the fact that they would have a job opening in a town that I wanted to move to. Wow. Okay. So, over the years, when you, and here this is the other thing, I don't remember my dreams ever, ever. And I don't know why, but I don't. And, and I even have a pad in my nightstand so that if I do have a dream, I could write it down. I've even gone that far. But I honestly don't ever remember my dreams. So that you can remember your dreams, number one, and then how they guide you to make decisions, not to make decisions, but to, to raise your awareness. Really, that's what it is, that the sailboats, Went, made you go over and kind of chat with these fellas and then ultimately them having a position, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how cool is that? So how many times, not how many times, because you probably can't answer that in numbers, but does that happen frequently to you? Oh, it's how I live. That's it's exactly how, how live. I live. It's how I live. You know, and speaking about writing your dreams down um, and not remembering them, when I first started, I didn't remember anything. But let's say I wake up and the first thing or the only thing I can bring back is I was with a bunch of people. You can't get any more vague than that. Right. I was with a bunch of people. So you write down, I was with a bunch of people. And that's it. And the next time you remember a dream, if you were with a bunch of people, you write down, I was with a bunch of people. What happens over time is when you write, I was with a bunch of people, all of a sudden the floodgates are going to open because I use the analogy of a scratch-off game. You know when you see these lottery tickets or whatever, they're, I forget, you can scratch off some numbers and yeah. win, win some sure. money. When you're writing that down, I was with a bunch of people, you are scratching the surface of your subconscious to pour through all the other information. And it is magic. It's pure. When it floods through, you just go, okay, I'm alive. Really? Okay, but, but, but I have to, t I honestly never, ever, ever remember my dream. Now, see, I'm, I'm, I'm lying, actually. It, it's so funny because I don't ever remember my dreams. And this week, I had a dream um, that the people across from my parents, which was kind of weird, um, they were carrying out a casket, <laughs> which was really kind of disturbing. But then when I woke up before my husband left for work, he filled me in that one of the um, teammates, my son is, it plays hockey, 16, the mom had passed away the night before. Oh, so, wow. 
Yeah, and I was like, oh, that was weird. I dreamt about a cat. Like, and that's when I said, oh, I dreamt about a casket. That's kind of odd. But that, when I tell you, if that's probably the first dream that I can remember um, in years. I, I really don't dream. So my question to you is, this whole dream interpretation, you, you know, you said that you wake up and you remember the dream of being with people. Just write that down. You scratch the surface. I totally get that. I do believe that. How can I try to remember my dreams? I mean, I wake up and I, I don't remember a dream. I don't remember a feeling. Like, I don't wake up with a feeling. Okay, so there's a couple of things to keep in mind. You know, when you're going to buy a new car, let's, you know, pick a model, pick a color, whatever, and it's on your mind, all of a sudden when you're out and about, you see it there, you see it there, you see it there, you see it there. It starts showing <laughs> That's up. That's right. Okay, it's because you put your attention on it and you've given it energy. And the same thing with dreams. When before you go to sleep, instead of just going to sleep and saying, God, I hope I can forget about today, what a mess today was, say, oh, I'd really love to fly tonight. I'd really like to see this tonight. So when you put your attention on it, it brings it to the forefront of your consciousness. And you think that'll be the trigger? It's the beginning. This is all about Again. beginning. It's, it's just all about beginning. It's a slow process. You're going to the gym now, okay? That's what it is. You're going to work out. You're going to work out your spiritual muscle. You're going to work out your mental muscle. And to work that out, you don't throw on 1,000 pounds and start doing squats. You start off with 100 pounds. <laughs> I, so, I, like that. I like that analogy. So this is about developing mental muscle so that when you are in the waking state, you can make good connections. I call it connecting diamonds. You know, you're making the connections that your subconscious had guided you and all of a sudden here in this world, there it is. You know, people call them signs. So, okay, I have, two, I have actually two questions. Have you written a book about this, about your experiences or anything, or have you just done like a ton of research over your lifetime that yeah, has helped yeah. develop I've, this? The book, the book is, that, is, is in the works. The book is definitely in the works about dream integration, how to take what's uh, provided on a subconscious level and integrate it into this level. And then um, the, the, what was the other question? And have you read a multitude of books that oh, have really um, educated you? No, God, no. No, this is, that's like, you know, read a book on learning how to breathe. No, I've just lived it. I've just lived it. I think what's helped me the most are movies so that uh, there are very, very good book dream, uh, dream books out there. I mean, if anyone got on the Internet and reads fantastic books on Amazon about lucid dreaming, past life dreaming, you know, seeing these relatives. I mean, there's all kinds of great, great books out there. But for me personally, movies have really helped. I love looking at movies that share that kind of knowledge. For example, Robin Williams was in a movie years ago called What Dreams May Come, which is very good. Of course, you know about The Wizard of Oz. You know about Avatar. You know about Inception. You know about The Matrix. But take, for example, Avatar. Here the guy is getting into a a module, whatever it is, and he's basically going to sleep. He's awakening, awakening in another body in another world. I mean, how more symbolic can you get than that? I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, actually, it's yeah. actually poetic. <laughs> so, I mean, as far as studying about dreams, uh, I know there's a lot of research that's been published because there's a lot of PhDs that are members of the International Association for the Study of Dreams. But I personally have not spent a lot of time reading about it. I'm more interested in 
living it. So you really try to um, experience it, but keep thinking or focusing on it, almost like peeling back an onion. So you, just through your life, you've kind of learned how to peel back that onion. And it goes back to what I said when we started, that clearly you have um, like an intuitive ability to be able to hone that skill without anybody guiding you. It, It was clearly innate for you. Well, you know, yeah, on one side, I believe that's true. I also, I just go back to that to that muscle. I just, I know what it was like when I, it was my first two or three years of not remembering, you know, you're remembering one dream every two or three months, that kind of thing. But yeah. if they were impactful and they were meaningful and they were relevant, then it stuck. And so that's what made me stick with this con- continuity of, of exploring and, and, and constantly wanting to... Um, Evolve my awareness. I I have to tell you, I'm going. I'm really at night. This is my this is my habit at night because I I think uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer in one of his books, I think it was Wishes Fulfilled, great book, and he uh, gives you exercises, and I like that. I love people to say, well, this is what you want. Like you you're saying, this is what you want to try to do. This is how to do it because we like I really would like to remember my dreams. I don't have a freaking clue how to do that. So I'm going to really implement your recommendation, and I will report back to you. I know where to find well, you now. <laughs> that, exactly, exactly. That yeah. would be that would be great. And you know, I never even really thought about it. But even the self hypnosis technique to to get yourself to remember your dreams. You know, there are there are people out there that actually try to wake up in your dream. So they want to be completely one hundred percent fully aware, lucid dreaming, and will go into their dream, wake up in their dream, know they're dreaming, and control their dream. Can you do that? I've done it in a couple of situations. I'm not really adept at it, um, but I have done it in a couple of situations. It's, it's a real rush. It's a, a, a wonderful drug <laughs> to be able to do that. There's a, you know, there's this thought that I have that if I have those experiences very often, I won't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, so that could be dangerous. So exactly. it's almost like, it's, yeah, it's almost like your conscious mind meets your subconscious mind. And you're like, how do you do? How do you do? Right? It's, <laughs> um, you know, the inner self meets the outer self. Kind of cool. Sure, and it's and it's exciting. It's fun. I, you know, I believe we we chose to come here and and uh, and do our thing and learn as much as we can and and share as as much as we can. Uh, but really, really enjoy the process. And and none of this, what I'm doing and what we're talking about, would be uh, would be achievable for me personally if it wasn't having some level of fun. If it wasn't fun, I wouldn't be doing it. Of course, but, of course. But it's so much fun to connect the diamonds and, and just see the realizations show up, you know, um, on so many levels. It's just fascinating. And, you know, I, I find, John, that so many people in the world and people that I meet and, and even happens to me, we get stuck sometimes and you know, the the thought of how do you get unstuck? How do you know when something, like you're not happy? And and I use that term loosely, but you know, like, God, there's got to be more. Um, I'm capable of more. I want more. What is that more? We don't, we, I don't think we always know. So for me, this is yet another tool that we could kind of drill down in our into ourselves because I do believe, you know, in all the things I've read over the years and, you know, people you listen to that, 
fascinate me and I think have a good message, right, and I think they're good people, um, that really the answer is truly within us. And to tap into that subconscious and dreams are yet another tool. I, I never thought about that until your sister mentioned that you had this, you know, you honed this skill. And it fascinated me because I don't remember my dreams. And I think to myself, wow, am I, am I closed off? Like, am I missing something? Because here could be another tool for me. So I hope everybody that's, yeah, and, and I hope everybody that's listening, you know, I, and I say this frequently with different guests, Everybody has a different idea, a different message, a different methodology of, of what works for them. So as the listeners listen, I really hope that they take nuggets from all different, the different fascinating people that I have on that I've been blessed to, to encounter and be referred to or have referred to me and take what works for you because I don't think we're cookie cutter. I don't think that um, what works for you is going to work for me. But I have to tell you, this was a very intriguing um, show for me because again my my lack of ability with dreaming I'm going to try that every night as I do my mantra of gratitude I always do my what I was saying before about Dr. Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer when I go to bed at night John I, I really the last thought is all of the things I'm grateful for and it could be silly things the birds chirping the sun shining um, the kids made me laugh you know from the pit of my stomach it's silly things most of the time but you ferment that gratitude as you fall asleep and you wake up in a happier place. And, and I'm usually pretty happy. I'm a pretty happy person. So that to me is a good habit and I won't ever give that up. But I'm going to now also include in that mantra of um, I want to fly tonight or I want to see this tonight or, you know what, I'm going to remember my dreams tonight and, and, you know, think about that subconscious. I'm kind of open to you. I don't know. Do you think that will work? I think it's a great beginning, and, and, and what I pick up is the fact that we want to run before we crawl, and I think the beginning of writing your dreams or, 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 or remembering a dream, you know, allow yourself to go through the crawl stage before, okay. you, before you start making the, the run, the sprint. And okay. so, you know, I've been doing this for 35 years, and if you talked to me within my first five years, we probably wouldn't have anything to talk about. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were a novice then, right? 35 years of like this skill. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Um, our time is up. I, I have to thank you. This has been intriguing, if nothing else. Some people are going to think we're nuts. And other people are going to think, hmm, there's another layer there that maybe I need to explore or that will work for me. Um, this just feels timely. We're entering the new year um, of 2016, and I'm kind of excited about the new year because I feel um, in my bones that I have a lot to do and I'm ready to do it. So that's kind of cool. And that maybe this is yet like you were at the right time at the right place for me personally and not that the show is ever about me. I try not to do that. Um, but if, if I'm at this crossroad, how many other people are at this crossroad? So I, I really hope this information inspires people to, again, peel back their own onion, you know, kind of listen to their inner self. Um, thank you so much. It has truly been a pleasure uh, chatting with you. Oh, I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. Um, and, and, you know, guys, if you want to reach John, he, he's uh, sharing his phone number, which, of course, I'll also put on the Web Talk Radio website. It's area code 352-316-7916. You sure that it's okay for folks to call you now that oh, I've yeah, given out the number? <laughs> no, that's fine. 
Awesome, awesome. We want we want to share our talents, right, John? Sure, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, thank you so much, and a happy New Year to you and um, to your family. You're welcome, and you as well. Thank you so much. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's possible. And I hope you take some of these um, ideas and start to play with them for yourself to grow. Um, You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Night, night. Sweet dreams. Thank you. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me.